Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm all by myself this week because Tony is in Indiana at Open House, but he sent me some information and I wanted to just share that with you today. This is going to be kind of a short, sweet podcast episode without all of our regular stuff in it because we're thousands of miles apart and we did it last week, but this week we decided to take the easy way out. Well, hello from Indiana, everybody. I am at RV Open House, which is an event where the various RV companies show off their latest and greatest products to RV dealers with the hopes that those dealers will, in turn, buy those products for their customers to see. Hey, that's you! So, essentially, this is where a lot of the RVs are purchased for an entire year. It's a huge event with mega companies like Forest River and Thor occupying giant pieces of land and bringing out all their latest and greatest products for dealers to see. They've got all their techs, their people. It's just a big shindig. On the subject of big shindigs, there is an endless supply of food. I mean, pretzels, ice cream, meals. There's open bars everywhere. It is a huge party, essentially. But there's also really cool things to see. So dealers come from all over to buy these RVs. In fact, the dealer that I used to work at, Redwood Empire RVs, they're here. So I will try to find Perry, the owner, sometime during this shindig. As an example of how this works, I was sitting in a fifth wheel and a dealership bought over a million dollars of just that model we were sitting in, for example. The nice thing is this gives the dealers an opportunity to come and touch these products and see what they're like, see what the new things are like see how they feel, how they look, that sort of thing. So while those dealers might normally be guessing, the reps go out and talk about how great these new models are, this is a chance for them to actually experience them. There are also smaller RV manufacturers all over. So while Thor and Forest River have these giant displays, some of the smaller companies either have their displays at their office, like, for example, we visited with my friends at Ember. Winnebago is at a country club. And there's even one company who had their offerings laid out in a parking lot of a closed store. So they are literally everywhere you look are RVs, even more so than usual. And if I didn't say this is Elkhart, Indiana. You may have also seen my reels on social media and made suggestions. One of those was our friend Jerry, who's looking at a new Keystone Cougar 260 MLE. So I went and checked that out. And it's a nice new small fifth wheel floor plan with some surprises, including a TV that kind of pivots down for easier viewing and lifts up and down. And I really like it. One of the interesting things of this new Cougar line is you can get them in what they call midnight exterior which is black and it's super groovy dark black paint with gold accents looks really it's pretty fancy so keep those air conditioners working in the summer but while i was over at keystone i also looked at a new outback floor plan the 296 urk 
And this thing has a huge amount of kitchen counter space. It's a travel trailer. And this kitchen is surrounded by enormous windows. So the kitchen's at the very back. The windows are kind of all around it. If you happen to have a campsite where you can back up and it's a beautiful place, this might be a great thing to look at. The view is beautiful. So there's not only the kitchen that kind of U-shapes around the back, but also an island that's just prep or serving space. So there is an island. It's just you know more drawers underneath and prep and serving space on top. Another unusual feature of this model is a desk. And this desk has a like a bottle cap seat on a swing arm. And you can swing the seat out and now you have a desk, pretty fancy. The only thing was the seat was smaller than my own seat. And so I'm not so sure how long I could sit there, but it was a strong seat because it supported mine behind. I went over to our friends at Dometic and saw their whole line of 12 volt coolers. And as you know, I really like 12 volt coolers. In fact, I brought ours with us and it's gonna go home full of meat from Yoder's Meats. And someone turned me on to another butcher here too that has supposedly the best brats and bacon. I like both those things. So, you know, I might just have to give them a try. But most intriguing thing at Dometic was sort of a sign of the future, a 48 volt air conditioner. And there are more and more van campers and smaller RVs with big battery systems. And, you know, it's kind of like our own Rockwood Mini Light 2205S with a power package. So Dometic is seeing this and coming on board with a new unit just for them. Uh, Operates at a lower voltage, 48 volt DC instead of household 120 volt AC. And the advantage is you may be able to just go right off battery power for this without any intermediate. So pretty neat thing, but I saw another new air conditioner called the Furion Chill Cube, a new item from Lippert's Furion division. And the unit reportedly only consumes about five amps of power under normal operation. It has a variable speed compressor, so it can operate very efficiently or up to 18,000 BTU, so very powerful. In fact, this is the first RV air conditioner I've seen that can do up to 18,000 BTU of cooling power. It comes with a remote, and that remote has a sensor on it. So if you're in the bedroom with the remote, it knows that's where you want the temperature to, to be coldest. If you bring it into the living space, then that's where the sensor is. So I was in the trailer having a conversation with the rep, and all of a sudden I'm like, gosh, the air conditioner is running. And we can easily talk over it. So I saw that Furion Chill Cube on the new Keystone Outback OBX-17, which is a very small bunk model trailer with some really snazzy features, including the new Dexter torsion axle off-road suspension. And it takes the suspension that we have in our Rockwood, the Dexter torsion axle, and steps it up with greater articulation and a shock absorber. So it's ready for the rough stuff. That trailer also has Lippert's new dual-pane polycarbonate windows. What that means is they have, if you've ever seen those Euro windows, like on a Lance, this is Lippert's interpretation of them. And they do incorporate thermal shades and screens, bug screens, that 
slide up and down, but you can open them completely and they open like 90 degrees to the trailer. But the advantage is they're built right here in the U.S. of A. So they should be less expensive than those Euro windows because the Euro windows are built in Euro. <laughs> Another small trailer I saw that I really, really liked is from our friends at Rockwood who have a new Geo Pro 15 FD. And you can kind of think of this as a small, flat pickup camper, but it's a travel trailer. And it's a unicorn in that it has a dry bath, yet is under 16 feet long and weighs fewer than 3,000 pounds. Up at the front, there's a dinette. When it's nighttime, there's a bed that folds down over the dinette. So it's the convertible space. There's a bathroom on the roadside, and there's a toilet in that bathroom, and it's kind of like in a closet type of thing. So the bathroom, you know, has the toilet in it and also a sink that kind of folds down or folds up. So the toilet actually had plenty of space to do what you're going there to do, right? But then there's a shower in a separate space that's kind of in the hallway, but not quite. But the neat thing is the arrangement gives you the ability to not only have a dry bath, but also a proper shower with the shower miser. The other surprise on a trailer this small was how decent the kitchen counter space was. Now, it's not fifth wheel big, but for a trailer this small, it was definitely usable counter space. And Rockwood being Rockwood and doing Rockwood things, had a real 22-inch oven in this. So a, a really neat, small model. And like a pickup camper, the door is all the way at the back in the middle. So instead of entering from the side, you enter from the back. So it, it really is, for a small trailer, I was impressed. And then over on the opposite end of the spectrum, another Rockwood, the Signature 8338DB. This is a large two-bedroom travel trailer. In the front bedroom, you get a proper queen-size bed and you can upgrade to a king. But the back bedroom features a couch with a flip-up footrest and a Murphy bed. It's an unusual floor plan, but it really works, especially if you want two bedrooms in a travel trailer. I did look at some motorized rigs, starting with the Chinook Class B RVs, and I had only read about these in the reviews I've written and seen them in pictures, so it's nice to get in and see them. And these models do not have slides, but it still felt pretty spacious. This also had a couch with flip-up footrests, but it wasn't so spacious because the footrest hits the counter on the other side. So, eh. But overall, a really nice quality rig. It had a Murphy bed. That Murphy bed, when it's down, boy, it takes up essentially the whole rig. There is a bathroom in here, of course. It's a dry bath also with the shower on one side of the hallway and the toilet and sink on the other. I found the toilet and sink was very spacious. The shower was a bit tight for someone who displaces a lot of water in the pool, and that's me, as you may know. So shower is a bit tight. This also has a rear entry, just like that little Rockwood. Now, over in that same display was a ludicrous vehicle called the Global Expedition Vehicles Patagonia. This is 
an absolute beast with these huge 20-inch Michelin tires and the whole thing had like a military feel to it. It is a overlanding off-road vehicle like you would find on some like safari expedition. These are mostly custom built. So the one I saw featured tiled floors and drawer style fridge, induction cooktop, like one of those air pot cookers. So lots of that. And the way they pull this off, because they figure you're on expeditions, the motorhome body is actually kind of floating on the chassis. Not quite, but you know, it's it's mounted so that it absorbs shock and reduces vibration, and that's how you can get away with a tile floor. This was on a Kenworth truck chassis, so it was serious stuff. And if you want one, they'll be happy to custom build you one for about three quarter of a million bucks. This rig, by the way, was outfitted with a masterful power system. And that reminds me, I got to see our friends at ABC Upfitters who were showing off a number of very flexible options for power upgrades for the RV manufacturers. And they can also work with you to put in a great system to get you reliably off the grid and enjoying some of those really unusual picturesque locations without worrying about power, kind of like we do with our system. So whether you're serious about a reliable, complete, and customized solar and power upgrade for your RV or just have questions, uh, give them a call at 574-293-9399. That's ABC Upfitters, 574-293-9399. Or, of course, there's a link in the show notes at stressthiscamping.com. Okay, a few more things. I'll finish with these two. I was really surprised at these next two rigs. The folks at Ibex, you might know them for their kind of off-grid overlanding trailers. Like Jason and Abby have one for their trip to Alaska. So if you've ever watched those tiny house videos, this thing is the Ibex RV Suite. And it's a tiny house. It's a boxy build with no slides and can kind of be a cabin or full-time living vehicle. Uh, the bathroom is hugely spacious and has a washer dryer. The main living space offers kind of a flexible lounge that can be a day bed or a couch or even a fainting couch. It's pretty neat. In the back is a big open room, essentially, and there's a table that swings up from the roadside wall so you have a dining space or you can fold down a king-size bed from the wall, too. It's interesting in that way. There's even a back porch, and that back porch has cargo tie-downs. So you could bring, like, e-bikes with you or things like that. Curiously, this rig is all electric, including the heat and the water heater. It's a 50-amp service, so I'm not, you know, it's not really an overlanding rig. You'd want hookups, although it does have holding tanks. There's even a voice assistant built into this rig, which I kind of hope works better than the one who lives in our own smartphones. But yeah, you can actually check the level of your tanks or turn on lights or that kind of thing with, uh, with your voice in this thing, assuming that their voice assistant listens better than ours. Ours is kind of a brat. Well, last but not least, Cherokee, who make affordable travel trailers they had essentially a tiny living 
trailer as well called the mini loft. In every way, this is a tiny house, but smaller than most tiny houses. You could tow this one with probably a three-quarter ton truck too. And this one features a loft at either end and also has a back porch, but no cargo tie-downs on the porch. This model comes with a washer-dryer, dishwasher, three-burner propane stove, propane heat. You could live in this. And this and that Ibex suite, I could see if you had some land, maybe putting these on that land as like a second home or maybe a vacation rental or something like that. So they're smaller than typical, what they call park model trailers, because park model trailers, you usually want a big truck to move those things. And these, you can move maybe with the truck you already have. Maybe not. But it's yeah, about three-quarter ton to one ton. You can move these easily. And they're both bumper-pull-style trailers. So the show was overall kind of lightly attended by dealers. And I think a lot of dealers are nervous right now with the industry kind of having slower sales and for a variety of reasons. Um, but those who did attend, gosh, there is a lot of innovation, a lot of new floor plans, a lot of new gadgets and goodies. And, boy, small trailers were all the rage this year with lots of new technology and floor plans. I was told some of the larger, like the toy haulers and fifth wheels, they just are moving pretty slow. So small is, is the thing. And, you know, that's how we've been camping for years. Anyway, I will have the full story on each of the rigs I saw and the various places that buy stories from us. But I will try to keep a link in the description on the webpage for this episode. Stressless Camping, episode number 222. Well, back to you, Peggy, in New Mexico, reporting recorded from Elkhart, Indiana, the capital of the RV industry. I hope you enjoy Tony's report from Indiana, and we will see you next week. Happy, Happy camping! camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! <laughs>